the Sage Tech Buzz, entertainment industry news and discussions that put you, the listener, front and center to it all. Each week we will focus on a topic that helps to better inform and educate our listening audience as to some of the thought processes, stagecraft fundamentals, and workplace safety items to keep in mind, so you can effectively execute and deliver each and every day. And now, here is your host, David Sage. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sage Tech Buzz. Today, Tim and I want to look back and focus on the Red Alert restart movement that took place nationally last Tuesday, September 1st. Now, hopefully most of our listeners out there already know about this event or maybe even had an opportunity to participate and show their support, but for those of you who are not aware, essentially this was an opportunity here in North America to raise public and media awareness in support of the live event sector. Individuals, businesses, and organizations were coming together and doing so by lighting up their homes and buildings in red. And I have to say, Tim, as someone who was watching the live stream broadcast on YouTube that night, it was amazing to see the representation and support of entertainment workers across the country really letting their light shine for this great cause. It was absolutely necessary, David. You know, this whole idea really all started with a small, passionate group of individuals in the UK production industry. And they were able to generate some real buzz and awareness behind just how important live entertainment is and how without the support and help of the government going forward, live events are going to continue to face some very real challenges. The UK Red Alert took place on August 11th, and I think they had over 700 places participate in going red that night, which is just incredible. Uh, I would agree with that. I actually was involved in one of these events. Uh, Sage Tech went over to the Las Vegas Academy for the performing arts, and we actually lit the building up in full red, which is, uh, you can see that on our website. Uh, we wanted to be supportive of this movement because obviously we've certainly care about the community. We care about the live performers. We care about even the students within the schools who at this moment in time cannot participate in any kind of performing arts at all. They are all online. And of course, it's to their detriment at this point. But we understand the guidelines and why it is what it is. Um, I think the truth being that the reality of entertainment not reopening until late 2021 is very likely. And I think it's important that we let our listeners know too, David, that, you know, these are obviously our opinions and that everyone else certainly is entitled to their opinion, but the facts pretty much speak for themselves. Uh, we know that if in fact uh, entertainment does not come back, uh, the ramifications are such that the loss of jobs due to companies not being able to support the payroll uh, are going to happen. Uh, we know that when, in fact, the axe fell down, so to speak, and entertainment stopped uh, back in April, at least speaking for Las Vegas and most of the venues, um, a lot of people were furloughed. And that's great. They were able to receive unemployment and they were able, also able to get federal uh, support as well. However, as we know, much of that money now, at least from the federal government, uh, stopped at the end of July. And so now all that means, depending on if you're still furloughed, is that you're hopefully able to still get some unemployment. But we both know that that is just not going to take care of the necessary bills and putting food on the table and so on and so forth. So uh, there, hence, lies the problem. And that is the very reason behind Red Alert, because businesses will likely close 
if in fact um, we do not see entertainment come back. And as a result of the businesses closing and the demand for equipment, whether it be replacement lamps or it be consoles or it be scenic elements or whatever the case may be within our industry, that's all going to, that manufacturing is going to come to a standstill. No doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the challenging part behind all of this is inspiring people who are not in the business to understand and support the workers and organizations who create live events. You know, all too often, I think if you're not directly related to something, sometimes your focus is not fixed on what's going on and the immediate attention that is crucial. And so action and awareness is definitely needed at this time. And I think, you know, both the UK and US, we make events organizations definitely delivered with their events and generated a buzz that will hopefully get the right people talking that can act on some of the bills currently out there and ultimately help to create some real change. I mean, the bottom line here is we need continued support. And so some of the goals I think going forward would be to see the Restart Act passed so that small businesses in our communities can survive. Also, an extension on the unemployment benefits to individuals in our industry who are struggling. But ultimately, I think the biggest goal would be the opportunity for our industry to prove that we can do shows again safely. But that's really going to take the support of the government and our local leaders to come to alignment with that vision. Well, I'm sure going forward, uh, look, the technicians have the answers. It's not, we, we, we certainly recognize the importance of the CDC and the World Health Organization. We get that. But technicians are smart and savvy people. And there are ways that we can do this. We can reopen. There are sanitizing ways and methods in which we can protect the performers, much like the musicians, including the participants that are coming into these venues to see the shows. But we can get back to that perhaps a little bit later, uh, even going forward into another podcast, if in fact we can see that reality in the light at the end of the tunnel. But I do want to state some finan a financial fact here, David. And I think sometimes people don't understand that the ramifications of some venues um, you know, they can't open effectively without having perhaps an 80% capacity to even break even. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? I mean, that basically means we've got to pay the performers, the technicians, box office, ushers, and support staff, and including the utilities to just open the doors, whether it be power for, uh, you know, the lighting, of course, and it's going to be uh, other utilities for heating and cooling, et cetera, et cetera. Some of these venues are very expensive just to open the doors before you even put performers on the stage. So um, something that comes to my mind is that following CDC go, uh, guidelines, for example, of that six foot separation between people. Um, I did an exercise here a few months back in a theater here locally that has 1150 seats. And in following a triangular configuration of six feet of distance, meant that of 1,150 seats, I was down to 177 when it was all said and done. So wow. 177 seats is not certainly going, it's going to break the bank. I mean, there's absolutely no way we can make that work. Yeah. You, you get the point here in terms of the financial facts when you're following CDC guidelines. We are not criticizing the CDC by any means, but we know that coming soon, there are going to be ways and means that we will be able to reopen these venues. 
Yeah, wow. To hear uh, some of those numbers, Tim, really sheds light on the weight of the situation we're currently facing. I mean, the seating layouts in a lot of these venues are just going to be drastically cut down to where, to your point, many of these facilities are faced with some very real financial challenges of trying to make all of this work. But, you know, even going back to your point earlier, technicians are savvy people. And there are a lot of smart, talented individuals in this industry who do have good ideas and do care about the safety and the well-being of everyone. And I think if we can just work together as one cohesive group, entertainment professionals and government and local leaders, I think we all can generate a game plan going forward that can work for everyone's best interests. If we look back at, at again, the campaign of Red Alert, we make events happen. Let's, let's talk about the government reality here for a moment. Okay, and, and again, this is not saying all government officials think this way, but I can, I can give you other examples that I have personally experienced. But it seems that whenever there's a need to cut back on budgets, entertainment is always the first to be cut. It doesn't matter if it's grants or other federal funding, either within our schools, playhouses, and even performing arts centers. Um, it, it, it just always seems to be the first to go. Uh, and I remember some years ago, uh, actually, when I was working for uh, a professional music company here in town, and, you know, there was always a concern even within the schools to keep music alive. And in fact, in all of the mail that we sent out, uh, we had a stamp that we run on our mail through that said, keep music in our schools. I'll never forget it. Keep music in our schools. Why the hell wouldn't we keep music in our schools? You know, I mean, I understand the school district had and needed federal uh, assistance here to help people, to help, you know, pay the teachers and the music and even in some cases fund the instruments and things like that. But again, it always seems to be the first thing to be a cut. And I, I think that, too, that some uh, government officials are unaware of the number of tech people, especially and manufacturing companies that are affected by the shutdown. The very, hence the very reason why Red Alert is becoming so powerful and such a strong movement. Mm -hmm. And they're also unaware of the discipline and the training and the experience that technicians have within the entertainment industry and the number of hours that go into many productions. We've lived this. We know this. Mm -hmm. I also think, too, that sometimes, and again, this is saying all of them, that they become insensitive to their feelings of understanding the importance that the soul requires of the fine arts, of music, drama, and live productions to stimulate the senses and awaken the mind. And yeah. that's my two cents worth on this. And I, I truly believe that. Now, no, absolutely. We need help. Yeah, I think this goes without really having to say, but there is nothing that can even come close to the very real power a live performance can have. The way one's senses play into the entire experience is something you won't receive in any other way. Being present and aware and in tune in the moment, that wow kind of moment, is why those in this industry do what they do. They're passionate about creating that experience for every audience member. And truthfully, we need this. You know, People of all ages have turned to the arts and live entertainment as a means of fulfillment and inspiration for their life. Yeah, that's the absolute glory of performing. That is why performers do what they do, and we are there to support them through our production techniques to enhance that experience. 
Well, this was a very powerful call to action for this industry, and what I think we were able to witness in just a few short hours the night of September 1st was amazing. We saw the true heart and soul of people coming together. Stagehands pushing cases, uh, companies who are competitors working as one to deliver gear in solidarity. I mean, this is an industry I'm proud to say I'm a part of because it's moments like these where we're able to show the world how important entertainment is. There are so many talented, incredible people that make up this workforce, and they don't want to just sit at home and collect benefits. I truly believe they want to be out there working, putting on the shows, because that's what they're passionate about. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think going forward here, um, looking at perhaps maybe, you know, some goals. And again, um, in as much as we're trying to be supportive, uh, we want to stay positive here. So I guess the question we look at is what can be done prior, and I mean prior to the end of 2020. You know, we've only got three and a half months. We certainly have an election upon, upon us really closely, which certainly can and more likely will impact where this is all going. But I would say, and I'm sure you can echo this, David, in many different ways as well, but continue to be supportive to the Red Alert campaign and be organized. Talk openly and professionally to legislative people within your communities. These people are not hard to get a hold of. And, it, and even though you may try to call them, they will sometimes respond to letters. Okay. And you know what? Organize peaceful demonstrations to include performers. You can do demonstrations and bring performers in. Okay. As long as we're following CDC guidelines, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I say that. I emphasize that very strongly because organized peaceful demonstrations to include performers, there are ways that we can do that. Even if they are street walkers, playing guitars, if we've got people singing, you know, bring, again, this whole point is awareness, awareness to the general public, which then echoes back to our government and how they're controlling the monies to keep us alive until this CDC uh, the CDC lifts some of the banning here a little bit, but we can be supported by coming up with some very unique ideas. And I feel very strongly that perhaps in one of our next podcasts, David, we will in communicating with many of our other colleagues, uh, some brilliant minds out there of how we'll be able to come back and harmonize and homogenize an idea that perhaps can bring to light and open these stages again. Yeah, I definitely second that. And with the talent that exists within the entertainment group, I think we can put something together to safely get us all back to doing what we love. So just to echo, Tim, kind of what you were saying, definitely urge the listeners to get involved by reaching out to Congress and their local representatives to let them know how much this industry means to them. The WeMakeEvents.org site has an area right on their homepage where you can do so. So again, I'd encourage the listeners to go to that website. It has a lot of great information and ways that you can show your support. Also, take to social media and post your pictures of the Red Alert event. As we all know, social media is a great way to generate buzz behind a cause. So I think if we can do that as well, people are definitely going to see that, and, and hopefully this will help to enact some real change. Agreed. Well, we appreciate everyone tuning into this episode. Again, invite you to our website for further updates and information at sagetechlv.com. 
and we'll be chatting again real soon. Tim, as always, it's been a pleasure. Looking forward to it, David. All right, and thank you, everybody, for listening. We greatly appreciate your support for this campaign and keep the arts alive. Thanks, everybody. Stay strong. Mm-hmm.